Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Pastor David Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor David teaches through God's Word. love that he uses the word harmony, this idea of harmony, because it, harmony in music always means that the things are different. If you're singing the same note, it's not a harmony, it's a unison. So harmony means the notes are working together, but they're different. And it's always, that's challenging. That takes a lot more focus and work. Everyone has a difficult time letting go of a wrong done to them. It's one of the most difficult things to do, praying for someone who's hurt you. We're commanded to pray for those people who have hurt us. Today, Pastor David teaches us about asking Jesus to give a greater understanding of his love and how prayer is soon to follow. Stick around after today's message from Pastor David. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast, subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor David in the book of Romans chapter 12 as he continues his message, Overcome Evil with Good. You can make people feel welcome just with your use of your space. Even if you don't have a home, that you're, you know, you're not able to bring people in, still hospitality. And in addition to doing these things individually, we also kind of, we do it corporately. So there's lots of different ways for us to walk in this practically. And verse 14, he says, bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. We're going to come back to the blessing and cursing at the end because he brings it up again in verse 17. This thing of rejoicing with those who rejoice and weeping with those who weep. I've been challenged on, I feel like God has, has highlighted to me how important it is to be intentional about celebrating one another. Because again, I think we assume that we're not doing something terrible, so we must be fine on that thing. But it's not the same as doing it well. You know, There's so much opportunity for us to build one another up, to rejoice with one another when things are going well in life in a particular experience that it doesn't have to be some massive thing it's just that we would have the intentional practice of celebrating one another celebrating the things that are going well for one another it's also a really good way to confront envy if you're dealing with envy and different issues just celebrating other people when they're enjoying good things something good is happening to them to intentionally choose to celebrate them especially if you're a little bit envious you know to just I'm going to celebrate Instead, And it also, again, it confronts some of our misconceptions about God's heart. Because I don't think we think of God as celebratory. We miss that a lot of times. We don't associate him with celebration. 
And it's so backwards because, I mean, he invented it, right? He created it. It's his command throughout a lot of different places in Scripture. C.S. Lewis said the command to rejoice is the most disobeyed command in the Bible. And I think there's a degree to which it's true. It's just, it's just important for us to recognize that God celebrates with us when things are good. He is celebrating with us too. Weep with those who weep. And one aspect of this about being intentional here, I think there's times where we're tempted, where we can be tempted to, sometimes we want to bring correction instead. We want to either tell somebody, you know, why it's going to be all better and so they don't need to cry or why, um, you know, maybe they brought it on themselves and they're like, you know, you, should, you know, I told you you shouldn't have been dating that person or whatever it is. And they're like, the command here is to weep with the one who weeps. It doesn't mean that you agree with all the decisions. It doesn't mean you agree with all the thoughts and the weeping. Part of this is just to weep with those who weep. And in particular, the place that stands out to me in Scripture with that is when Jesus went to Lazarus after he had died, after Lazarus had died, he knows he's the same day going to resurrect Lazarus, but it tells us that he wept with them. And the point is not, like he's not crocodile tears. In the scripture, the, the Hebrew is like, like he felt it. He, he mourned with them because there's still a lot of brokenness. There's a lot of death. There's death in the world. There was a lot that they didn't understand. They would suffer more. He weeps with them. Jesus wept with them because it hurt. He didn't say, you don't need to cry. I'm going to fix it in a minute. You know, like he, he didn't correct their theology first. You know, that wasn't his primary thing. He did bring truth into it as well. He did remind them of hope, but he also wept with them. And another side of this, Hebrews 13, 3, tells us to remember our brothers and sisters who are imprisoned as if chained with them, the persecuted, because we're part of the same body. He says to be really intentional about weeping with, mourning with the pain of our brothers and sisters around the world who are suffering for following Jesus. I mean, in most of the world, people are persecuted for following Jesus. There's countries throughout Central and South America, countries in Asia, countries in Africa, Russia, China, Sudan, Colombia. Through lots of different means, it can be very costly for people to follow Jesus in those places. And he says to remember them, be praying for them weeping with and for them for the loss. He says in verse 16, be of the same mind toward one another. Live in harmony with one another. Don't set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. I love that he uses the word harmony, this idea of harmony, because it, harmony in music always means that the things are different. If you're singing the same note, it's not a harmony, it's a unison. So harmony means the notes are working together, but they're different. And it's always, that's challenging. That takes a lot more focus and work. And he immediately connects it to humility. I've been so busted on this, that how I will be sure that I'm seeing things the right way and not value that people see things a different way. 
And so he calls us out here, right, to have the humility. Don't think highly of yourself. Don't be so wise in your own opinion that you can't listen to somebody else. So again, where are you prone to dismiss people who think differently? In your job, in your family, culturally, on social media. Verse 17. Repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it's possible, as much as depends on you, live peacefully with all people. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves. Instead, give place to wrath. It's written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Do not be overcome by evil. Overcome evil with good. This is such a challenging thing to really walk out. Forgiveness is really complicated practically. I know so many of you well enough to know deep wounds. And it's confusing. It's messy. I was thinking about it as I was going through these things last night, the way that the deepest wounds a lot of times bleed into the other, the lesser wounds. The unresolved hurt in one place, you know, maybe you don't take vengeance out on your dad who kicked you out when you were a kid, but maybe the pain of that wound bleeds into the way that you speak to your spouse or your kids. And so you're avenging and it's this messy, confusing thing. And I think it's vital for us to slow down on this, to really pay attention to what he says. Because first of all, please notice that forgiveness here is not forsaking justice. It doesn't say the wound doesn't matter. Right? He doesn't say don't take vengeance because nobody should take vengeance. He says, you don't take vengeance because I will. His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. We're so glad you tuned in to today's teaching from Main Thing Radio. We're currently in the book of Romans, and there's more to learn next time. If you'd like to hear today's teaching again or learn more about Main Thing Radio, visit our website at mainthingradio.com. Before our time with you is up for today, we'd like to take a moment and ask you to consider partnering with us here at Main Thing Radio. Would you commit to praying for us each time you tune in? As we continue to produce programs to spread the good news of the gospel, we know the enemy will try to resist it from spreading. We'd appreciate your prayers for protection and guidance in all we do. Would you also pray for your fellow listeners, that each one would allow Jesus to speak truth into their hearts? We have one more way you can support us in what we're doing here at Main Thing Radio, and David's here with the details. We all know it's vitally important to support the local church, a place we call home. But it's also very important to support missionaries. Have you ever considered that Main Thing Radio is missionary work? It is. We need your support to continue to share God's Word over the airwaves. Please 
prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. For more information, visit MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. Thanks, David. And thank you for joining us today here on Main Thing Radio.